Oh God, you have taught me from my earliest childhood, and I constantly tell others about the wonderful things you do. Now that I am old and gray, do not abandon me, O oh God. Let me proclaim your power to this new generation, your mighty miracles to all who come after me. Your righteousness, O oh God, reaches to the highest heavens. You have done such wonderful things. Who can compare with you, O oh God? Psalm 71, verses um, 17 to 19. Good morning, IBCM. What a good message that we've received from the Lord's word this morning. A good God who is present with us from the day of our birth to our final breath on earth, and then we go spend eternity with him in heaven. What a great God, and what a wonderful opportunity I'm sure that God will give us today to proclaim his power, to proclaim his goodness, to proclaim his grace and mercy. This psalm uh, has a special place in my heart, especially uh, as I grow old and gray. Um, I look at myself in the mirror and I see gray hair and a white beard. And so when the psalmist wrote, now that I am old and gray, do not abandon me, O God. Let me proclaim power, your power, to this new generation. That really gives me great encouragement. I'm always amazed that um, God allows me and Cindy to continue to be active and healthy and energetic and vital uh, as we are um, approaching the final half of our 60s. Pretty soon we'll be 66. Well, this is a good day, um, a rainy day here in Metro Manila, but a good day to, to be alive and to be a child of God and to be involved in his ministry. Let's go ahead and um, spend some time in prayer, shall we? We're going to look at the third theme, we're going to dig a little bit deeper into that third theme from Sunday's sermon. That third theme was that we, we see a vision of God's holy people uh, standing before him. We're going to talk about that, dig a little bit deeper into what that means in just a few moments. But let's spend some time in prayer and let's um, worship the Lord in prayer and then go to the Lord in prayer for those on our on our list. So join with me in prayer. Lord, we are humbled by your grace and mercy, your presence in our lives, your goodness, your continual encouragement and support and provision. This Psalm reminds us, Lord, from, from birth, from our birth, you were with us. I started to say from our birth to death, but our death is simply passing from this life to our eternal reward in heaven and the uh, forever life in your physical presence. So really from our birth forever, you are present with us. Lord, we praise you. We praise you, Lord, that you teach us 
I praise you for my godly parents who taught me from my childhood how to worship you and how to love you and how to follow you. We praise you, Lord, that you reveal yourself to us in so many ways. We praise you that you are a good God, that there is no, no one or no thing that can compare to you. So why do we seek things? Why do we seek anyone? Why do we seek anything other than you? Lord, we confess that sometimes our, our hearts, our minds, our eyes, not just our physical eyes, but our spiritual eyes are distracted. So Lord, please forgive us and please keep us focused on your goodness, on you yourself. Lord, we just want to sing a song of praise to you. We pray that our life today will be a song of praise to you. And we pray, Lord, that you will use us to teach new generations the hope that we have and that they can have in Christ Jesus. Lord, we want to intercede for people on our prayer list today. We want to lift up the country of Myanmar. And Lord, we are asking that today you would give comfort to our uh, uh, Myanmar uh, Christian brothers and sisters, the Philippine Myanmar Christian Fellowship that meets on our campus as a part of our church family. They lost a brother yesterday um, who, who passed away in Myanmar from COVID. And Lord, they're hurting. We pray for comfort and encouragement as they've lost another brother. Lord, he was, when, uh, before he left the Philippines during COVID, he was so active and involved in the ministry here. We pray for his family and pray that you would just bring uh, help and hope and comfort to them. Lord, we pray today for the nation of the Philippines. We especially want to pray, Lord, for those who are afflicted by this virus. We pray that they would recover quickly, that you would bring health to their bodies. We pray, Lord, that with this new variant, uh, we would find a way to stop the spread of vaccines and, and uh, treatments. We pray, God, that, that you would provide uh, more vaccines for our country, that you would provide protection for those of us in our IBC and family, that you will just uh, bring a, a quick and soon end to this um, oppression of this, of this virus on our country. Lord, today we want to lift up our security guards and our um, maintenance crew at the campus, uh, Edwin and Archie and Gabby and Leo. We pray, Lord, that you will continue to sustain them today as the campus is pretty quiet, not many people there because of the uh, lockdown that we're undergoing. We also want to pray, Lord, for our church secretary, Manji. We pray, Lord, that you will give her guidance uh, as she works alone in the office today. We pray that you will um, give her your presence and that she will not feel alone, that you will lead her and assist her in doing the ministry that you've assigned for her to accomplish. Lord, today we want to pray for and give thanks for our broadcast team, the um, technical team led by uh, Ron de Guzman and our worship team led by Meryl Sarko. We pray, Lord, that you will continue to 
use their skills and to uh, um, use their heart for you to provide a safe and um, interactive experience as we worship online on Sunday mornings. We pray, Lord, that even though we can't be in the same room together, that our worship will be vibrant, that it will be edifying, and that Christ Jesus will be exalted. We want, want to pray, Lord, today for uh, members of our church family who need your care. We want to pray for Sonny and Arlene who are desiring to uh, enhance and improve their already good marriage. They've reached out to us and asked us to pray for wisdom and guidance and God's grace as they, as they work on strengthening their married relationship. Lord, that is a, a good witness. All married couples uh, want to have that kind of, of focus on a good and godly marriage. Lord, we've also uh, heard from the Ukol family, um, uh, Manny and Ames, who are asking us to pray for them for spiritual wisdom and strength and courage as they faithfully raise and nurture their children, Brian and Kay and Natalie. We lift them up today. And Lord, we want to pray for the Nair family who are uh, refugees uh, from, from Pakistan that our church is helping. We pray, Lord, that you will sustain their strength, that you will uh, keep them healthy as they take care of their children, Eber and Elijah. We pray, Lord, for clarity about their future and that you would provide everything that they need. Lord, we also want to pray for these sick people, uh, people who are part of our church family or they are loved ones or friends of our family. We pray for Irma Flora. We pray for her feeling, uh, healing. We pray for her uh, uh, physical strength to return to her. We pray that you'll provide all that she needs. We pray, Lord, that uh, you will provide a way for her to have the surgery that is necessary for her recovery. And Lord, we pray for these people who are battling with cancer, Pearlie and Becky and Jenny and Bum and Cassie and Nita. Lord, I know from experience how uh, cancer can completely change one's focus and one's understanding of what is important and necessary. We pray for your healing, God, in their lives. We pray for strength and vitality upon them. We pray for the, the provisions for the treatments and everything that they need. Uh, especially, Lord, we want to pray for Bong today. We pray, Lord, that, uh, that you will bring him comfort that, and, and sustaining grace upon him and his family today. Lord, we want to pray for uh, the two schools on our campus, school, uh, Spurgeon School and uh, the Southern Baptist School of Theology. We pray, Lord, that you will continue to provide their needs, that you will strengthen and bring spiritual growth and maturity daily to the faculty, and that uh, you will be glorified and honored and exalted in all the education that happens on our campus. Lord, today we want to pray for these mission partners, I Disciple Philippines. 
We pray, Lord, for the 250 churches around the Philippines who are participants in the ministries and outreaches of I Disciple. We pray for Pastor Franco and all of his core team that provides leadership for I Disciple. We pray that as leaders are equipped and discipled, that it would result in healthy, vibrant, disciple-making, church-planting churches. We pray, Lord, that as they partner with our Urban Mission Network, Light of the City, that you will bind us together for powerful, cooperative, transformative ministry in the communities of uh, Metro Manila. We pray for our national convention, the Luzon Convention of Southern Baptist Churches. We pray, Lord, that there will be collaborative work among the churches. The churches will be focused on making disciples and being healthy churches, that your Holy Spirit would reign in the hearts of the pastors and leaders, and that they will equip the members to do your work. And Lord, we pray also for our local association of Southern Baptist Churches, uh, uh, Southern Metro Manila Association of Baptist, Baptist Churches, uh, Somabka. We pray, Lord, that uh, those of us who are cooperating, cooperating together here in Metro Manila, the southern part of Metro Manila, will be truly focused on kingdom work. Lord, we want to pray for uh, these three church planters that we support and encourage. Dennis and Belinda Armada, Ador and his family. Lord, we especially pray for Pastor Ador and his three children as they are in the, in the middle of grieving and mourning over the death of hope. We pray you will encourage them and strengthen them during this season of their lives. Uh, keep their hearts focused on your grace and mercy. And then we pray for uh, June and Donna in Camotes Island. We pray, Lord, that you will strengthen and encourage them. They've, they've, they've struggled with some discouragements lately. Lord, uh, give them a breakthrough today and encourage their hearts. And now, Lord, we pray for these who need salvation. Jesse, Ian, Ollie, Agnes, Patrick, Erlinda, Karen, Dennis, David, Michael, Cheryl, Mercedes, Alvin. Lord, you know their last names. You know where they live. You know how they are connected to our church family. You know all their needs, and you especially know their need for salvation. We're praying that the Holy Spirit will convict them of their need for salvation, that you will travel the gospel message through a person or some other influence into their lives today so that they will hear and have the opportunity to receive and respond to your gospel message and repent of their sin and confess the Lord Jesus as their Savior and King. Lord, today we want to yield our lives to you as we studied in Romans yesterday, heart, mind, body, and soul given to you as an act of worship. We pray, Lord, that you will bless us today as we strive to be faithful and obedient to you. Now, Lord, as we look in your word about what it means to be holy, we pray that your Holy Spirit will give us insight into your word and give us the discernment 
and the spiritual power to be transformed by your spirit as your holy people. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Now, let's, let's dig in a little bit deeper to the third theme that God gave us in his message on Sunday morning. Um, we were studying uh, the passage in Revelation chapter 7, verses 9 to 17. And the third theme from God's message that day was that uh, a vision of God's holy people uh, standing before him, dwelling with him. So what I want us to do this morning is dig a little bit deeper into what it means to be holy. And we're going to look at 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 13 to 16. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 13 to 16. Let me give you a picture before we read and unpack these verses. Let me give you a picture of, of, of what's behind and possibly what was in the mind of Peter when he wrote these verses. The, the background, the, the image of these verses uh, is the, the temple in Jerusalem. Now, in the temple, there were acts of worship, there were sacrifices offered, and uh, other uh, service that the priests and the people performed before God. We also know that in the temple, there was... Uh, it was called a holy place where the people of God gathered to worship. It was called the holy place. And there was also a part of the temple that was um, covered by a thick curtain from floor to ceiling called the holy of holies or the holiest place. Behind that curtain was the Ark of the Covenant that had samples of the, of the manna. Um, had a, it had Aaron's rod that budded uh, and treasures uh, from the, the wilderness. And um, on top of that ark, which was like a chest, were uh, um, carved uh, um, angels, seraphim, that they, they were carved in such a way that they, it appeared that they were hovering over the ark. And that was called the, the, the seat. And, and the idea is that that was God's throne, that that holiest place, the holy place, the holy of holies, was a, a picture or a symbol of God's dwelling among his people. Of course, God was not captured behind that curtain uh, in the holy of holies, but it was uh, a presence of God. And it it symbolized his holy presence among the people. Only the priest, only the high priest, could go into the Holy of Holies and only once a year. Now, there were utensils, instruments that were involved in worship, uh, not only on the Day of Atonement, but every day in worship. Tongs that would place the coals of fire on the altar, uh, big forks that would be used to place the, the sacrifice <clears throat> on the altar. There were uh, vessels and cups that were used to pour ritual water and to pour blood 
uh, on the on the idol and to and to uh, pour oil over the sacrifice. These were all called holy, and they were set apart as holy special utensils instruments that were kept clean, that were kept separated from the other utensils in the in the temple, and were considered uh, holy, set apart for worship. That is the picture behind, or the image behind what Peter is telling us in these verses. Let's read them, starting with verse 13. Therefore, with your minds ready for action, be sober-minded and set your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the desires of your former ignorance, but as the one who called you is holy, you also are to be holy in all your conduct. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. Now, first of all, I want us to see the connection between that vision and our daily practical life. In verse 13, Peter is telling us, teaching us, that our minds are to be ready for action. They are to be sober-minded. And that our focus is to be set upon something very powerful. What is it? The revelation of Jesus Christ. So the point here is the return of Christ. That vision that we see in Revelation 7 is a vision of God's holy people uh, dwelling with God and standing before his throne in worship after the return of Christ, our resurrection, and then our going to our eternal reward in heaven. So that's the vision. And so notice how this vision impacts our daily life with our vision focused on, on what will be. Remember, mission is what we do today. Vision is what will be on that new day. And so we, we focus our attention daily on that vision, that new day. And that compels us and inspires us. It gives us, uh, makes us ready for action because we want to be found faithful when Christ returns. It makes us sober-minded, clear-headed, because we know ultimately that God will bring vindication uh, for all the evil and harm that has been done against us, his church. And we also have hope. We, we have set our hope. This life is not the end. It's not even close to the life we'll have with God in heaven. So there's the connection, the vision of that new day someday connected with our present day focused on our mission then in verse 14 peter begins to describe what it means to be holy to live a holy life first of all there is obedience we are to obey god's word second of all there is that daily death to the past notice how verse 14 resonates with romans 12 1 or rather Romans 12, 2, where Paul wrote that we are not to be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. 
in one in first peter 1 14 he says do not be conformed to the desires of your former ignorance that's the world we used to be a part of the world but now we are children of god then in verse 15 he says but as the one who called you is holy be holy so what peter is teaching us here is that we are those special instruments set apart by god for worship for service we are kept clean we are kept separate from the world and we are intended for worship we talked about that yesterday here's another picture back in the states in our storage some things that we did not choose to bring with us when we moved from the U.S. to the Philippines. Back there are boxes of china and crystalware. They're stored carefully in boxes and kept protected. Those pieces of china and crystal are not used for everyday purpose. They're used for special occasions. They're used for special occasions because they're treasures. They're special to us. They were given to us 44 years ago when we were married. And so we bring them out on special occasions. We are God's China. We are God's crystal. But here's the difference. Every day is a special occasion. And God keeps us. We, we, don't, we only bring out the good china and crystal on special occasions because we don't want to use them every day. We, we, we don't want them to be cracked or broken. But here's the difference. God's spirit is dwelling in us, and he keeps us from being cracked or broken or destroyed, spiritually speaking. But every day is a special day. We are in the service of God. He has set us apart. That's what the word holy means set apart for his special purpose and for that reason he says that we are to be holy first of all i want to point to verse 16 we are holy as he is holy which means we reflect god to the world we reflect a good and merciful and kind and considerate and generous and gracious and forgiving god it also means that we act in his power his power energizes us we act in his power i want to remember uh, that we are holy not because of something we have done for example let me put it this way do our dirty clothes wash themselves no we have to put them in the washing machine do our dirty dishes after a meal wash themselves no we 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 put them in the sink and and we uh, have hot water and soap, and we, and we wash those dishes. They cannot wash themselves because they have no life. They're not, they are inanimate objects. They have no will. So it requires another will to wash them clean. Well, some might say, well, I am an animated person. I am a person. I, I'm alive. And so there must be something I can do. But the answer is no. Because the Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death. That's Romans 3.23. So apart from Christ, apart from salvation, we are actually spiritually dead. Our souls do not contain the life of the spirit. We have no will of our own. We are bound by the will of the flesh and sin. 
It's only when we are when we repent of our sin and confess Christ as Lord, that the Holy Spirit comes and regenerates and breathes life into our soul, and we become living beings. It is God who makes us holy, and it is God's power that energizes us to reflect his holiness to the world. So we are holy as he is holy. We are set apart. Paul told the Corinthians that that our, our bodies are the temple of God. So now we are that holiest place. We, our souls, our core being, we are the temple of God. And so we are to be holy as he is holy in our conduct. That means our, our attitudes, our behavior, our actions, our words, our thoughts. We are to be, remember that we are called to be holy. He has called us holy. He has made us holy. He has set us apart to be his special vessels to pour out his grace upon the world around us. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the desires of your former ignorance, but as the one who called you is holy. You also are to be holy in all your conduct, for it is written, be holy because I am holy. That vision of heaven reminds us that God has made us holy and we are to be holy. It's not simply an ideal. It's not a, a philosophical thought. It is a lifestyle. Far be it from me to engage my body, my heart, my mind, my life in actions, in deeds, in anything that God would consider impure, unclean, unholy. So today, let's pray, asking God by the power of his spirit, by the grace that is abundant, to form holiness. It happens inside of us. It is an internal character that is expressed in our external behavior and words. We will be God's completely resurrected holy people in heaven someday. Right now, we are his holy set-apart people demonstrating his holiness in the world around us engaged in his mission so that when we travel to heaven friends and family can travel with us as a result of our traveling the gospel to them father thank you for this word today we are amazed and humbled that by the blood of christ we've been cleansed by the power of the spirit we are being transformed into and conformed into the likeness of Jesus. You have called us. You have set us apart. We are to be holy as you are holy. Lord, we confess to you any actions from yesterday that were unholy. Please forgive us. Please cleanse us. And by the power of your spirit, use us today as your holy people to declare the goodness of Christ Jesus and his grace. We pray all this in his name. Amen.
Well, thank you so much for joining with me this morning, our time of devotion. Uh, I pray that it's been an encouragement to you both to pray together and to study God's word together. I'm praying that you'll have a great day, that the Holy Spirit will co continue to remind each and every one of us that because of Christ, we have been made holy and we are empowered to live a holy life. God bless you. Have a great day. And I will see you in the morning. So to shut it off, you had to do all that. So even longer, they're seeing you go. I'm getting used to it. I, I know, honey, but I don't think that's the best option. I just.